The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new Toyota truck, like a rugged half-ton Tundra. Workhorse by nature, powerhouse by design, the Tundra combines raw capability with premium comfort and advanced tech to fuel your wildest adventures. And with the available iForce Max Hybrid powertrain, you can take electrifying horsepower farther than ever before. Or check out the fully redesigned Tacoma, delivering trail-dominating power and captivating style. The new Tacoma was born to make your off-roading dreams come true. And with new available tech, this legendary truck is getting even better. And when you buy a Toyota truck, you buy Toyota dependability, meaning your truck will hold its value long into the future. So visit your local Toyota dealer and check out amazing national sales event deals when you visit buyatoyota.com. Toyota, let's go places. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Welcome to the Jill on Money Show. It's Wednesday, July 20th, and we are here answering financial questions about you, about what's going on in your life. If you have something that has bubbled up to the top of your to-do list, something like, gosh, I really should do that estate planning that I hear Jill talk about, but you don't know the next step to take, or gosh, I think it would make such sense for me to do a Roth conversion, but I really don't know if it's right for me. Or maybe it's just, I don't know if I'm managing my financial priorities in a way that is best for my family. All of these things, these are the kinds of questions that we love to answer. Mark and I are both certified financial planners, so we would love to help you out. All you need to do is go to jillonmoney.com, click on the Contact Us button, let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Mark does everything else. So today... We, it's like Texas week, Mark. We are talking to Lisa from Austin, Texas. Lisa, I've never been to Austin. I have meant to go there about a zillion times. I've been invited to South by Southwest and then COVID hit. It's like the world doesn't want me to come to Austin. Is it as fabulous as everyone says? It is. It's fabulous. It's everything you'd want in a small city. It has everything um, except the crowd, although it is getting a little crowder because we are not America's best kept secret anymore. You are no longer. The the secret is out. Mm -hmm. So Lisa, what brings you to us today? So I want to know if we are doing everything right or everything wrong. And we are um, back to that. In, in a minute, but we are thinking about taking a sabbatical, taking some time off, maybe six months or a year, a little longer. And we are self-employed. So making this decision is, is a biggie. Um, yeah, you kind of, I kind of wish you're like, yeah, I work for Dell and they're giving us a six month sabbatical paid. That's not happening. You would have to pay yourself basically. We would probably, yeah, we would have to make a big life decision. Okay, let's let, who's the we in this? There's a spouse. So my husband, mm -hmm, we work together. And oh hey, wait a minute, wait a minute. Mm -hmm. Work together. That's mm -hmm. a lot. That's mm -hmm. serious. Uh, how old are you guys? I am uh, 48. We'll be 48. I like that you had a moment there. 
Hmm, yes. Let me think about how old I am. Well, well, I was 38 for about three years in a row. <laughs> <laughs> and what about the husband? Is he also in his late 40s? No, he's 52. Okay. Mm-hmm. So the small business that you own, do you mm-hmm. guys draw salaries? Yes, we draw a salary, uh-huh, um, each of us, and mm-hmm. we have one employee. One employee. And is that person also related to you? He. <laughs> No, he's not related to us. Um, he is his own man. Okay. How much do you earn salary-wise together? So we each draw, I think, 65 a year. Mm-hmm. Um, but then we do other draws throughout the year. So that's Do you just, do like S-Corp distributions or LLC distributions? We are an S-Corp, and so we do distributions throughout the year. Mm-hmm. How much does that, uh, how much do those S-Corp distributions total? I don't know, but I can say like our AGI, mm. um, I have that number if you're interested. Sure. It's 254. Do you guys have a retirement plan for these, uh, for this 250 grand salary slash S-Corp distribution? Yes, we do. We do. We, met, we switched from a SEP to mm-hmm. a 401 a few years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, all the years prior, we contributed to a SEP, and then we decided that um, a 401 would be better for us. So we did that, and so we maxed that out. And then uh, the years we have more funds, we match. Okay, um, great. That's great. And you do this, and your employee also participates in the 401k, right? Not yet, but he will. Not if, if you he, take a sabbatical. Well, if we take a sabbatical, I think we would have to sell. Mm-hmm. The whole thing? Mm-hmm. <gasps> Wow. That's a huge decision. Now I've just gone from sabbatical to selling a business. Yeah. I don't think it's so hands-on that I Mm. don't think anybody else can do it. Okay. Fair enough. All right. Now let's do some more numbers then. The SEP money, did you roll it into your 401k or is it it just sitting there? It's separate. Okay. How much is in the SEP? I don't know what's in the SEP, but I can tell you combined. Mm Mm-hmm. You mean the SEP and the 401k? The SEP and the 401 is 1.1. Great. Fantastic. Mm-hmm. What about in non-retirement accounts? Do you guys have a cash account, like a little slush fund kind of account? We do. We have another about 1.1 in other savings that are So not- that would be cash, brokerage account, other stuff, or is that really cash? Is that really like savings and money market? Is, it, is, is any of the 1.1 at risk? Probably all of it. It's all it's all in a um, index fund. That's part of the question. Is that we all have we have it all in stocks or an index fund? Okay, that's fine. All right, we'll we'll deal with that. That's an easy problem to fix. I promise. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Now, next question for you. Do you own a home? We do have a home. Mm-hmm. How much is it worth? I think probably one point one. Everything is one point one in their lives, Mark. You can mention yes. this. It's a good, it's a good theme. Is it's there good. a mortgage outstanding? No, we paid it off. Um, it was one of the things we decided to do when we were younger. We mm-hmm. felt very aggressive about it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so we we did that. Mm-hmm. Okay. And if you were to take a sabbatical, would you go someplace or would you stay yeah. put? Well, we would like to go somewhere. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do some exploring. We feel like we haven't really, we want to travel. We haven't seen family and friends from around the country. You're just, just wasted from the, being a small business owner, basically. We, yeah. We, every day, d- even during COVID, we went to work every day. We didn't work from home. We didn't have the opportunity to work at home. So uh-huh. we kept schedule. And so I think it's time for us to kind of 
you know, mm-hmm. see the world. And we both are actually thinking of maybe a career change, but we don't know exactly what that would be. So okay. that, that complicates it. All right. Well, wait a second. Mm-hmm. We're going to see what you need to think about. If you could sell the business, if you had to fire sale the business mm-hmm. right now, what could mm-hmm. we get for it? So it's probably valued at about 300 But in reality, if someone was really to buy it, I think mm-hmm. probably 150 Okay. So if getting 300 would be difficult, we'd have to wait around and really- Yeah. If you, you said like, I want out, give me some moolah, give me some travel mm-hmm. funds, let's go. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay. How about- um, Children. I forgot to ask about that. Are there some of those? Yes. Are they ready to come aboard or are you going to just leave them in Austin to tend to themselves? No, we need someone (laughs) to watch the dog. (laughs) How old are your kids? So we have uh, uh, two boys. One is 20. One is 17. So the 20-year-old is a rising junior and the 17-year-old is a rising senior. So one is uh, in his third year of college Mm -hmm. and... um, The other one, we're looking for colleges. And I have another question about colleges, just planting that seed. Is Rising Junior in college in state school right now? He's in a state school. Mm -hmm. How much does that cost? So I would say probably about 30 a year. Do you guys have money set aside for that? We do. Yes, we have. We participated in the Texas Tomorrow Fund. Mm -hmm. And so we prepaid the tuition for the tuition portion of it about... 10 years ago. And so we got locked into that. You bought a bunch of, you bought units and that, that takes care of that. And then we have a little bit in a 529 that takes care of his um, living expenses. As so well. you're good. So even though it's 30 grand a year, you mean it's, it's taken care of essentially. It's taken care of. And so we have our other son now rising. Mm-hmm. And so we have the same situation with him, but he wants to leave Texas, he wants to go somewhere else. And so his tuition may be a little high, actually will be higher for sure. Can you say no to him or not? Right. So that's my question is, is (laughs) I don't know the value in that anymore. I'm really confused. I don't know if it's worth it. First of all, okay. So our high school senior, he says, I don't want to go to UT. Mm -hmm. I want, I'm just going to make it up. I want to go to uh, Florida. So can I use the Texas Tomorrow Fund? I can't, can I? Or, or is there some penalty to get the money out of there? No, there is no there. There is a penalty to get out. But if you use it for tuition, mm-hmm. you can, we bought, for example, 400 units. You can use the value of the unit. I got you. Other school. I got it. Um, I got it. Okay. But, um, and then you just pay the difference. So it okay. is. it takes a little money off the top, which is nice. Yeah, but it's but you're right. I mean, it's not like you're going to have to pay everything. And then you also have another 529 plan for his expenses as well, his future expenses. Okay. Are we talking, is this rising senior in high school a killer? Is he like, I want to go to MIT and that's what I, or is it like, I'm sick of being in Texas. I want to go to Mississippi. Like I I need to understand who this kid is. That's a really good question. And we're trying to figure that out. (laughs) Wait, you have a better idea. 17 years later, we got to know who this kid is. So um, I think a little bit of both. Um, I think he's a good student and I think he would thrive out of the state. Um, I think he's one of those COVID kids, right, who, you know, got stuck here for a year with the computer. He's kind of come out of that. He's doing really well. But I think he would thrive kind of out of the nest in a different environment. And and also, even if it were a, lo- a little bit more expensive, you do have money. So that's good. But is there a value there? I guess that's my question. I think, you know, there's a lot of 
back and forth about that, right? Mark and I are going to give you, I think, a little bit of like a reality check. Now, Mark, would you like to go first and talk about the value of a just a different experience and what what that could mean in the future? Based on her description of her son, I think it's not so much an educational value. If there's a value, I think it'll be more of maybe a social value for him. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. Like, it might be more fun for him and it might be really more engaging for him. That doesn't necessarily equate to like, oh, you're going to get a better job because I doubt it would because you've got a very strong college system in Texas. I mean, especially, I don't know if he'd want to. Does the older one go to um, Austin or not? He does not. He's at the UT, uh, another UT school. Okay. Mm-hmm. Only because like, you know, obviously the Austin, like it's like the crown jewel. On the other hand, I have a friend who grew up in Berkeley who said she'd rather die than go to UC Berkeley. Right. Because even though it's an amazing school, she's like, it's like going to school, like where your mother goes shopping, like ain't happening, you know, like not, not going to happen. So as long as it's not too much money out of your pockets, then I think fine. You know what I mean? Like, I really do think like, that's okay. Just don't fool yourself into saying like, we're doing this because it's going to be better for his career. Because it probably won't be. It'll probably be better for him or more interesting for him. It will not amount to like, I'm going to make $25,000 a year more when I get out. I doubt that highly. I really do. When would we start our, um, when would we start our sabbatical? After high school graduation? I think so. Sorry, honey. We can't make it to graduation because mommy and daddy are going to be in uh, Spain. Bye. Are we going abroad for this six months or what? No, I don't know. And I think that's part of what we're kind of really interested in doing is just not having this really solid itinerary, just really exploring ourselves and like trying to take back our youth and, you know, figure out what phase two is. And, you know, a lot of other people do it. Why can't we? Why can't you? Let's think about this. You're 48 years old. You'll be 49. You'll be 49 and 53 when this all happens, right? Mm-hmm. We're talking about six months, right? Maybe a year. Tell me that. Tell me what you really want. Let's try to do the idealized version. I don't know. Uh, let's say a year because let's, let's say, say a year without income because even if you did six months of like let's wander, we need six months to re-enter. Yes, and I also think that let's say we rent our house. Yeah, what can we get in rent? So somebody who, a family or a couple who wants to rent our house would probably want it for a one-year lease term. Right. And how much would you think that you could? The Austin market is kind of on the hot side right now. Sure. So year, it's hard to know, anywhere between five and 6,500. Okay. Let's just say five to six grand a month. Okay. Mm-hmm. Okay. In your current situation where you're making... Forget about the S corp distributions for a second. Could you guys live on your hundred thirty grand a year in salary right now or not? Oh yes. But so we need a hundred thousand dollars for the year set mm-hmm. aside, right? Mm-hmm. That's the baseline of what we need for you guys. We need a hundred thousand dollars in cash right now, right? Mm-hmm. And then I'm not even going to include your house for a second, and then you'll have the house also. What about health insurance while you're meandering around your life? So we purchase our own health insurance. We pay, you know, per month. It's okay. not the greatest, but it just covers us as okay. a family. So now we got, just to go through this, we've got $1.1 million that's in index funds. We've got $1.1 million in retirement accounts. We've got a $1.1 million house with no mortgage. We want you guys in 11 months to be out of this business where you may or may not be able to sell it immediately, but let's just say you've sold it. Let's say you've sold it on June 1st of 2023 
and you don't get your 150,000, you get 100,000. That's all you're going to get. Okay. So I'm just going to say 100 grand from the business, cash from biz. But I think that in preparation for this, what I would suggest, we'll know more next year, obviously, is you know that $1.1 million that's in your brokerage, your index funds? We do want to free up some of that cash. The money that you have right now in your index funds, if there's any money that's being reinvested, don't reinvest it. I want you to have some money. Remember, we're trying to stockpile. I want you to have 150 grand in cash before we start this endeavor, just in cash, okay? Boring, savings, checking, money market, completely boring. Then on top of that, if you happen to get cash out of the business, great, but that there's going to be no... You, it's not, this is, this whole game plan is not predicated on you selling your business. We're going to do this as if the business goes to zero. Then you're going to rent your house. So you're going to have a hundred grand in cash. Plus we're going to get the rent on the house, which at, you know, on the low end is five grand a month. And that money is going to just keep going into your, your, your cash account. This is a one year game plan. So it is time bound. By the end of that year, you guys have to have figured out how you're going to make some money. You don't have to go back to making a quarter million dollars a year because based on everything you've told me, we need for the two of you together to make about $130,000 a year. That's what we need. Maybe 150. If you could do that, you'll be able to make a transition. The kids are going to be taken care of. They're in college already. One will actually be ready to graduate from college and you'll start contributing to retirement accounts again. And I think you can do this. I really do. But you can't let one year turn into five years. You can't afford to do that. But, you know, because you have no mortgage, because you already have a couple million dollars saved, and because you're willing to go back, come back on the other side of this and work, I think you're in great shape. Mark, do you agree? Yeah, I'm just curious what the plan is when the sabbatical is over. So, so that's the nerve wracking part, right? What if um, no one will ever hire us again? What Not if, happening. What if we're unemployable? What, can I ask you a question? You don't have to tell me the exact nature of your business. Is your business at all involved sales? No. You don't have to sell anything? Like, what do you do? Well, give me a little bit of a background of what you kind of sort of do. Doctor's office. Oh, your doctors? Yes. So you're in the generalized healthcare field. You know what you could do? Uh, a lot of doctors can do. They can go work at like weird telehealth places. They can go work at insurance companies. And let me just tell you something. You guys have skills. You're in healthcare. You could literally be like the assistants in someone else's office. You might even be able to go back to what you were doing and find that you can do it for someone else. You're like, you might say to yourself, hey, you know what? My friend is a vet and she did this. She owned her own business, similar, because you kill yourself and it's all based on you. And you know what she did as she got older? She's like, I don't want to have my own business anymore. She goes and works in a hospital, in a vet, a veterinary hospital, and she's an employee. And are you going to tell me that you can't get a job as an employee doing this? I bet you can. And so if the worst case scenario is that you're both kind of working part-time doing a little bit of what you were doing, but you didn't have the anxiety of running your own business, I think you can make it. Here's what I want to tell you. You're fine. You're going to be okay. The one big deal that I need you to worry about is to make sure you've got cash on hand to get through this six to 12 month sabbatical. I think that what you need to be very clear about is, do we hate what we do? Are we burnt out of this job? Or are we burned out of being small business owners? Because there is something very different about those two questions. I owned a small business. I hated it. 
every day. I hated being a business owner. I should never have. I was like a, I was an accidental and then ultimately a reluctant business owner. I did not like worrying about employees. So I never will own a small business again, except for like what I do for myself. But I had to really come clean with myself about that. Then the next question is, do you like what you do actually? Would you like to do what you do for someone else? And when I asked myself that question, I was like, mm, I'm kind of overdoing like financial planning and investment management for, for individuals. It's exhausting. And I have a very thin skin. And I love giving financial advice like here on a podcast or on a radio show or going on TV, but having long-term relationships with people who are really freaked out about their money, you know, I didn't know if I wanted to do that anymore. So having the time to ask yourself those questions and to come to different conclusions is incredibly valuable. That's what I was going to say. Like, while they figure out the answers to those questions, since they're only going to net, you know, maybe a hundred, hundred and fifty thousand from the sale, do they have to sell this business? And that's what I was wondering. Like, if you really don't have to sell the business, maybe you just leave it be. Maybe it's just dormant. Oh, I never thought about that. I mean, maybe you, when you take the sabbatical, you realize, hey, this is something we want to keep doing. Maybe just not at the same level, and you come back and fire it back up. That's right. a great idea, Mark. I like that Let's idea. Put it on pause. Let all let all the uh, people know. Yep. Put a "will be back" sign on the front door. Absolutely, and even be able to say, like, here are three people that we think are great for you to consider. Send the business elsewhere, and say, you know, gone fishing. And if they're if you come back to that, then fine. What about the idea of you know building a business, selling it, and then go ahead and building another one and selling it instead of just keeping, you know, you can do that. You can do that. It's just, you know, that like you, now that you know how to build a business, it would be, Mm -hmm. you'd have a lot of lessons learned. It may be that as you just start thinking about it, as you guys are just kind of chilling and having its game plan germinate right now, I might get rid of like the clients that bug me because maybe if you strip away some of those people, Maybe if you don't make two fifty a year and you made one ninety between the two of you, but you didn't have the nasty nasties, you might like it better. Right. If you're killing yourself and you're going to shut things down, there really is no reason to make yourself nutty about like what happens to these poor, mean people who are driving me crazy. No. Right. It's a little scary though, because you don't want to like throw everything out, you know, sell and and then, you know, let's say we do sell and then what if, I mean, you know, this is what we know in our adult life. What if you'll get a job? Don't worry. This is the whole point. You got to go. You're going to have to take that step, girl. I am so sorry, but that is, that is the issue that I'm writing a whole book about it. I just sent in my manuscript, but I would tell you something that the deal is that when you are looking to reset something big in your life. There is risk. What you have done in your sort of being this very uber responsible couple is you have decreased the risk because you have a pile of money that allows you to take the risk. Okay. So, you know, if you, if you came on the air with us and you told me that, uh, you know, we have $50,000 in cash, we have a house with a mortgage and we have a retirement account with 500 grand in it, I'd be like, you're smoking it, dude. You're not going, you can't do it. But you guys can do it, but it will be uncomfortable to you. But isn't it more uncomfortable to be at a place where you're just pulling your hair out? I feel like there's more for us somewhere. I just don't know what that is. And we're we're like in 10 years from now, that may be a little harder to transition. So Uh, I could could not agree more. Now Mm -hmm. is the time to do it. 
I feel good about this plan. Yeah. You stay in touch with us and I let will. us know how things go. Because I think that we're we're sunk in. We're ready for you to do it, okay? Yeah, I got the green now, line. Yes. Yeah. Before you go, you're going to make sure you've got your health insurance that's a good in plan. You're going to have, you have life insurance, right? Yes. And you have your estate documents done? Just a will. Do me a favor, especially if you are going to travel, a will, a power of attorney, and a health care proxy. If something happened to you, someone's got to be you know, your, your spouse, or if something happened to you guys together that maybe your older son is able to execute your wishes, get those other documents done as well. Okay. Should we put it in a trust? No. You think they're going to spend all your money? They'll be all right. Okay. They sound like good kids. Yes. I hope so. We'll see. We'll be determined. All right, Lisa. Thanks, Jill. Thanks, Mark. You're the best. Uh, This is so great. I love these kinds of uh, scenarios. I think it's time for people to jump outside of their comfort zones if you can afford to do so and if you have a plan B. So uh, if you have a question like this, I, I just delight in these kinds of scenarios. So give us a holler. Go to JillOnMoney.com. Click the Contact Us button. Let us know if you'd be willing to come on the air. Mark will do everything else. Don't forget to sign up for our free weekly newsletter. You can do that right on our website. And uh, send me five bucks for the cycle for the cause because, uh, you know, I got to keep pushing ahead, pushing ahead. Leave us a rating and a review on Apple and put your hands metaphorically on someone's back. Grit, growth, grace. Thank you for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. <laughs>